0: What's up, world? Back in the studio today. Uh, we've got a couple of guests with us, a couple of ladies that has joined us on this episode. We've got Lori Tancher and I don't even know if I caught your name.
1: Megan Harlan.
0: Megan Megan Harlan. Okay, Megan Harlan. So, thank you. You've come all the way from Richmond and uh, joined us here today. And uh, I believe we're going to be talking about a pretty sensitive topic, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of different opinions on the subject uh, a lot of different beliefs, but I want to start off by saying nobody here is here to judge anybody or to have any type of uh, unhealthy disagreement with anybody, but this is just a discussion, a difference of of opinions or the same opinions or whatever, and uh, that's pretty much it. And I think it's really important for people to be able to sit down, like I was saying earlier before we started recording to be able to sit down like this and discuss things and have a difference of opinion, different point of view on such topics. So uh, with that being said, we'll get right into it. How y'all doing? (laughs) Doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, So what we're talking about here is abortion, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, So what are y'all just right off the bat? What are y'all's thoughts about this? I know there's a lot of a lot of uh, subject matter on the topic, and a lot of laws and regulations uh, that go along with it. So,
2: well, for for me, I, I was really shocked at the at the governor's election. I, I really thought Cameron was going to win, and uh, I was really rooting for school choice. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Or, I mean, I guess I had some idea, but I didn't realize just how many people in Kentucky feel like abortion is a need for the state. Yeah. And, and to be completely honest, I was floored for like 30 minutes. I ranted and raved and was a really sore loser about Andy Beshear getting it again. Yeah. You know, in my mind, which I'm, I'm pro-life, and, and in my mind, I look at it like this is, a, this is the death of a child. Mm-hmm. This is not something that should ever necessarily be celebrated at all. And I just, it, it, it kind of shocked me that, that there were so many people in the state that felt like it was a need for the state. And my way of looking at it was the majority of Kentucky felt it was more important to be able to dispose of the children we have not met yet than to provide the best future possible for the children that we have met. The children, we know these children's names, yeah. and uh, that was what I felt about school choice. That that was that was the best option for the children of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And after I got all over my mad spell and stuff, I really got to just sit down and thinking. And I was like, you know, me just sitting here and saying abortion is wrong, and I am not having a discussion with anybody that, you know, like anybody that I know is pro-choice. I tend to avoid the subject. I, I don't usually bring it up. Mm-hmm. And the first person I thought of was Megan Harlan. If I can have a discussion with anybody to try and understand this reasoning of why so many people in Kentucky felt abortion was a need for the state, it would be Megan Harlan. Yeah. I have nothing but um, good good feelings for Megan. I love her. I care about her, but I know she's on the other side of the subject. So, yeah. so I I reached out to to Megan, and I know that you have a platform and. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's what it, that's what it has initiated this, and I'm I'm so thankful that Megan has has, has come to, yeah, to discuss uh, this. Yeah,
0: you know there is a a lot of animosity both ways when you're talking to certain people about this subject. Just like I, again, like I was saying earlier, when you get people on both ends of the opinion, people tend to. Like like I was saying, automatically hate that person or they're stupid for for believing this way or that way. So being able and thank you for coming because you know a lot of people do think certain ways about the way I feel about it and the way you feel about it or whoever feel whatever they feel about it. So I appreciate you coming and talking with us. And I'm gonna go into this with a with with an open mind as as both of you uh, I'm sure will too. But I am uh, pro-life. I always have been. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think it's just really important for people to come together at a table or whatever and discuss their differences and opinions and ha- hash it out, you know, really.
1: Um, well, I have to say that I was um, honored that Lori called me and asked me, invited me to this discussion Um I have always admired Lori. I think she's very intelligent, very sensitive, very grounded person, yeah. um, very thoughtful person, and I've I had I have admired her for many years. And so I'm i uh am pleased that I have her positive regard. Um, and I too, there have been times in my life that I've been very vocal um, and passionate. Um, and in, you know, more recent years, I've gotten, uh, I, I don't want to be embroiled in conflict. Um, so I don't really talk about a lot of things anymore. Um, so I, I, too, am hoping that this is just a discussion. I don't know that I have a lot to offer, but I think that I do have maybe some insights that people might benefit from from these uh, just a couple of tidbits of information. Yeah. And I guess maybe I should offer my background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is that I'm a uh, I'm now retired. I no longer have any licenses, but um, I was a registered nurse for 40 years. And for 25 or so years of that, I was an advanced practice nurse. And my specialty was midwifery and women's health. Oh, okay. Um, so so I, I have a little experience in the field.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you've been, I mean, right on the front lines of situations that have in, have to do with this subject. Yes. Okay. A few. All right, everybody, we're back. I had to take a little bit of a, a little break there because I was getting feedback through my headphones, but we got it figured out, I think. Uh, yeah, so you've been in the healthcare business, how long did you say? 40 years. 40 years. Okay. So if anybody would have a, a good opinion on the subject, it would be you. Uh, and, uh. So I'm I'm interested in hearing about it now. I guess for me, uh, like I said, I'm pro-life, always have been, and I've had uh, uh, I mean nothing nowhere near what you're talking about with forty years' experience in the in the in the in, the, in that profession, but I've had some firsthand experience with parents that has been dealt to make the decision whether or not to abort a baby or something like that. My, uh, our, my wife, mine and my wife's children were born micro preemies, a pound eight and a pound 12 ounces. Now, I don't remember this uh, being ever offered to us, but I do know that while we were in the NICU, several parents, uh, their, maybe their babies were in worse shape than ours or whatever. And they, I overheard a lady and her husband being told about this option to abort the baby. Uh, no, it, it wasn't even born yet, but they knew that something was wrong with the child or something like that. And uh, they chose to keep the child, to have it and everything like that, which I thought was the right decision. And they made them, <clears throat> and I know this because they was going talking back and forth to other people when you overhear it, and they may have said, said a few things to us uh, specifically. But uh, they told them that this, that, and the other may be wrong with the child once it's born. And it was born and uh, with no issues or complications at all. They actually told uh, me and my wife that our boys would be blind. Uh, that our boys would be deaf, and I just found this out last week that they told they told my wife this, and she just told me this last week because and I said I don't remember them telling us that, and she's like they didn't tell you, they told me because you were in such bad shape you couldn't have handled it, and I couldn't have I was a wreck that whole time, and uh, our boys uh, can hear perfectly and can see perfectly so my i guess what i'm trying to say is that you can't necessarily go by what you're being told by anybody you got to go off of your your heart your feeling your faith and whatever that may be so i guess that's where i'm at now i know that there's a lot of a lot of different other uh things that can happen but uh you know when you're talking about uh, 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 a woman who has been raped and stuff like that, I can see how that's a very touchy subject. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I ha- I don't know what that would be like, obviously. Uh, but uh, my opinion on that is I still don't think that that justifies taking the life of the baby.
1: Okay. And, um... When Lori called me and and asked me about this, one thing that she said to me that that touched me so nicely was that mm. that she recognized me as being someone who operates from compassion, uh-huh. um, and that that is sort of that's my point of view and where my opinions come from mm. is is just like you said, you know, certain situations that I say one one point i want to make is that to me it's not there's not just two sides mm-hmm. it's it's everybody's different, everybody mm-hmm. has their own points of view, and there's there's as many sides as there are people yeah so it's not just this or that
3: mm-hmm.
1: you to me there's always a story and um and the circumstances and i I can't even really imagine how awful it would be to be in a position where I felt like I had to make that decision. Yeah. You know, and so if I'm, as a nurse, if I'm caring for a woman who feels like she's in a position where she has to make such a drastic decision, Mm. that it's my job to be compassionate with her, regardless of what she decides. Yeah. Um, It's not for me to judge. Yeah. Um, And... It's for me to, to show her as much compassion and support and give her as much accurate information Absolutely. to the best of my ability to, yeah. uh, that I can. Yeah, And then she has to make her own decision and then she has to live with the consequences.
0: Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, there's tons of different things that can happen. There's tons of different instances where, you know, uh, a woman or a, a, a man, a man and a woman, or just a woman can be faced with this decision. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be, Hey, you have this option available to you. You know, uh, I know that as a as a help from what I have heard, healthcare workers, whether you believe it or not, whether you believe in it or not, have to tell them, Hey, you have this option. I've been told that anyway. I don't know if that's a rule or a policy or whatever, but uh, regardless of what uh, a healthcare worker may believe, you have to show compassion. You just, you have to try to understand and give them the, the the most accurate information available to them, and say this is a, an option available to you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes right down to the person, you can't let that get involved, right? Right. So you at that point you're just doing what uh, your job.
1: And there are situations where legally, uh, as a healthcare provider, we are not allowed to offer them information about abortion. Oh, really? Yes. If if okay. you're working in a, cl- uh, a, t- a clinic that is um, receives Title X federal funding, which is has to do with contraceptives, mm-hmm. um, we're not allowed to discuss abortion. It is it is so they, it is illegal for us to to offer abortion information. Okay.
0: So what if like say I'm just for instance what if the there's a female that is a, a pregnant about to give birth or whatever if she brings it up are you allowed to then?
1: Well, a, a woman who's about to give birth or is already pregnant isn't someone who is in my office looking for contraception.
0: Well, I mean, I'm talking about
1: yeah. the so, the abortion
0: so po- uh, part of it. Are they allowed? Are you allowed to tell them if they bring it up first? Is that is, is it that type of situation or no? Well, if if
1: I'm in a, a clinic that's per, that I and I'm providing services under the Title X, which is contraceptive services, mm-hmm. so we're receiving federal funding to provide information and prescriptions for contraceptions. Mm-hmm we're not allowed to talk about abortion. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, a lot of people, a lot of the controversy and, you know, people think, you know, they say defund this and that and, you know, but there is absolutely no federal funding that goes towards abortion services at all in this country. Okay. It's all private. Okay. It's a-
2: well, that, that, that was another question that I had for you, Megan. Um, i I'm not 100% sure how everything works. Like, like, like I've mentioned to you before, um, I just, you know, it it didn't track with me. So as far as like looking into abortion or looking into Planned Parenthood or anything like that, I didn't bother. I was just like, this is bad, you know, and and I've spoke, I've mentioned this to you before that I just, you know, anybody that had anything to do as far as like pro-choice, I was like, well, they're just horrible people they they don't know how they've never been a they've never been a mother they've never held a baby and they're just evil goblins just horrible people and it was that grain of truth it was that 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 you were pro choice that, that nugget that shattered <clears throat> that entire like wall that i had cuz it was yeah. easier just if, mm-hmm. if if all these people are evil that are pro choice it's easier that way if you've got this wall erected. But as soon as I found out, you—you're not a goblin. You are a mother. You've helped hundreds, maybe thousands of babies. You've delivered them. You know, you're, you're not a horrible person. So that one kernel of truth, you know, brought that whole wall down. But at the same time, I've never looked into it. So my—I'm just curious as far as like Planned Parenthood. There was so many commercials you know, during the campaign, during, during the governor's campaign, talking about, you know, rape and incest and all these different laws. And, you know, he's, he's too extreme for Kentucky. He's wanting to, you know, pull abortion out from under, you know, all of us that's needing it. So is Planned Parenthood, is it, is it a nonprofit or do they have, or are they making money? I I don't, I don't, I don't mean to cause like controversy, but are they making money off of the abortions? Um, I just know that I just know that these commercials are expensive, and that was one of my thoughts after the election was over. I was like, you know, is is this like blood money? I I didn't know how the funding worked with Planned Parenthood, and I, and I was hoping that you could explain that to me.
1: Planned Parenthood is a nonprofit organization. Okay. Um. So, um. In Kentucky, Planned Parenthood no longer accepts any Title X funding. Okay. So, so we are. They are allowed to, um, you know, disseminate information. Yeah. Um, I. I um, sorry, I lost my thought. You're fine. <laughs> no, no, you're, fine. No, you're fine. Yeah. I do, it, oh, I, I some, do that quite often. <laughs> some. Some. some um, it, it's a nonprofit organization, um, and in in Kentucky. Um, some offices in other parts of the country do have Title 10 funding in Kentucky in 2015 they uh, stopped utilizing Title 10 funding okay okay Um, uh, that's what I know I don't know like like they do accept insurances or private pay there may be other ways certainly they have a lot of people that donate money I don't know exactly you know all their sources of income okay.
0: um but that is true the the what laurie said about uh a lot of people like myself that is pro-life are uneducated about pro-choice because they don't want to have anything to do with it mm-hmm. that, that is true uh they're not interested in learning about it they're not interested in and in, re and finding the reasoning behind making the decision to go through with an abortion. So I completely agree with you on that, Lori. Uh, I I'm somewhat ignorant to it. I've read about it, but just because I like to read about things, uh, I, I don't know nothing like you do, but, uh, my stance on it, <clears throat> it has always stayed the same just because of that's, that's what I believe. But, uh, uh yeah most people are ignorant to th- the the pr- plethora of knowledge out there for both sides of the argument uh, so uh that's just as much as important a topic as on this podcast as anything is just seeing the other side of the spectrum for
1: right it. right and there is a lot of misinformation yeah and um and i'll go I kind of tipped my hand a little bit there but uh i I did work for Planned Parenthood for a couple of years mm-hmm um and um, and so I as a health care provider, I've always had the stance of women do need to have access to safe health care.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And abortion is a surgical procedure. and throughout history, throughout history, women have done things to and pregnancies. Yep. Yeah, they have. Throughout history. And 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 if they don't end the pregnancies, there's also throughout history in different different countries they there's situations where they do end the baby as soon as it's born
0: yeah this is not a new concept
1: no abortion
0: has been going on all throughout history. I would imagine since- uh i mean i don't know hundreds of years uh this I don't know how to say this, but uh, uh modern day abortion as 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 in my opinion as bad as it is, and the process as far as what I have read is a better alternative than what they used to do in the old days. You know, whether it was physically ending the child's life while inside the womb or having it and and ending its life, you know, uh, but that doesn't change my opinion on the fact that, you know, I I don't agree with it. I'm just saying, you know, for everybody out there that it it does kind of seem like that over the, I don't know, the last 10 years, abortion has always been on everybody's minds, or even 15 years. But this isn't a new thing. This no. has been going on way, way more many years than any of us has been on earth.
2: And I, I want to say that, too, that 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 I see exactly where Megan is, is coming from in her stance on, pro, on pro-choice. Megan is... Um, very compassionate and she and she loves women she's you know like you were saying 40 years you know of of caring for people and it's my stance is kind of on the other side it's not that I don't like women I, I like us all just fine you know um, yeah. but I can't help but in, in my mind that the child should come first and my my, my trouble, I guess, with Kentucky, this being that the majority of Kentucky felt like this was something Kentucky needed, was if um, so, something has happened and there's a woman and she feels like she needs an abortion, um, I, d- I do feel like this is killing a baby. I don't think that this is this is just a woman and and, and healthcare. Like I understand that, 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 that is part of it, you know, but in my mind, this is a baby. This isn't the days of like the Oregon trail. Like, you know, I would have to get my covered wagon and hitch up, you know, my team of oxen and the weeks long journey. If, you know, the weather was bad and I would probably die of dysentery before I got to, you know, the next state over crossing state lines is you, you can, you can do it if right. if 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 you felt abortion was <clears throat> the best choice for you to make as a woman you you could cross the state lines yeah but there was such a majority of kentucky that felt like abortion was a need for for us to mm-hmm. have in in the state and i just um
0: is that what makes it like scary is that people are maybe may not be seeing it as they need this just in case but they actually need it because there's so many women getting pregnant and needing abortions is that what is that like does that make it scary it does for me the verbiage of the way of saying I need we need this yeah. in our in our uh, state
2: I, I know that this is going to sound. This may sound cold to Megan or anybody that's listening that's pro-choice, and um, I'm not I'm not meaning it as a slight to get against women. I'm not meaning it that way at all, but it's it's almost getting like like some of the some of the language and things around abortion is almost like um, a point of pride for women you know, like, like some of the language, like, like some of the, you know, like, um, my body, my choice. And this is something, you know, to, to be, to be trendy. I don't, to, to almost be celebrated in like the younger generations coming up. Just some of the language I've seen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting that, that you feel that way at all, Megan. Um, but I feel like women as a whole, we we've seen like throughout history um like we don't like we don't want to have this collision of feeling owned or feeling trapped or women or men having the power and and women not having the power and i feel like i feel like women have overcorrected in order to avoid this collision i feel like women have overcorrected i feel like we've Hydroplaned, I feel like we've flipped the guardrail and we're about barrel rolling down a ravine I don't see the bottom of. Yeah. Um, at At no point should somebody feel like um a, an abortion is a good thing. I think even if they have to have an abortion, it would it should feel tragic to a woman. It yeah. shouldn't be. I guess what I'm saying, I know I know I might sound cold to people that are pro-choice, but I don't want abortions to be convenient in Kentucky.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I don't I don't want them to necessarily be easy. I, I want it to be something that is a hard decision for a woman to make. I want women to still have the compassion that we have always had in putting children.
1: Before ourselves, kind
2: mm-hmm.
3: of thing. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, Lori, I would like to say that I don't know anyone who celebrates abortion, and I have never met a woman who didn't agonize over the decision. And um, I've every woman I've ever met that discussed it with me has grieved. That's not to say uh, that there aren't women out here, out there. That, that there, there are women out there that that don't think twice, yeah. but there are very few yeah. in in my experience.
0: I guess maybe what what I don't understand about that is it seems to me because everybody knows what a maternal instinct is, and I am of the opinion that a child is closest to its mother before the father. That's the way I've, that's just the way I think. So why wouldn't the, why would the grief of making that choice and ultimately ending the child's life be more than what the, what the, what the, what the woman is feeling? Why wouldn't, I mean, I just don't, there's going to be a lot of, stumbling over myself in this (laughs) in this episode i can feel it because it's such a sensitive topic but what i'm trying to say is given the motherly instinct and the love that a mother has for a for her unborn child why wouldn't that outweigh what how you feel like I don't mean this to sound as bad as it's going to sound, but it seems selfish to me to think of yourself before your child. I know that sounds mean, but that's kind of the only way I can think to put it. You know, a mother instinctively loves their child. From the moment of conception or they think they're pregnant, They they start having these thoughts, you know, I know it's different in situations where a woman may have been raped and stuff like that. She's not thinking that way, but I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of stuck on why would you put yourself before the child? And I know a lady uh, that I that I know very well, that, and uh, she uh, told me or commented on a post or something like that on Facebook that she was looking at dying herself because of the the, the 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 pregnancy so i'm kind of throwing my my arms up in the air on that you know i i don't i can't uh i can't imagine but if you're in good health through that through the pregnancy or the to, up to the limit of whatever can be done why would you put yourself before the child i i, I guess that's just kind of where i'm stuck at with that that's well, you know.
1: I can't speak for everyone. Everyone is going to have a different answer for that question. I every know. every woman who f- finds herself in that position is going to have a different answer. So yeah. all I can tell you is from my own personal experience, and and um, having been raised in the seventies and seeing the whole women's lib and feminism thing, and I was raised to be a strong woman, and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. Yeah. Um. And, you know, always considered myself pretty, pretty strong Um, and always wanted a family. Mm -hmm. And when I and, you know, and, I, you know, I was the kind of woman who didn't didn't want a man to open the door for her, you know, and and yet when I was pregnant and then when I had a baby in my arms, I never felt so vulnerable. Yeah it made it completely changed my view hmm. of the whole male female dynamic and the whole feminism concept because a, a woman who is pregnant or with a child in arms is vulnerable if you think back in terms of you know maternal instinct your, yeah. you know our, our instinctive basic human needs you know we don't survive by ourselves we have to be protected right, a woman right. a mother has to be protected she can't save herself from the bears and the warring tribes yeah um so so i can only then imagine that a a woman who finds herself in a position where she feels like she's having to make this kind of decision Mm -hmm. she's scared Oh, I'm and terrified. that's some um, that she's terrified and for some reason whatever reason feels like she doesn't have the support of her family her community
3: mm.
1: you know and you know I feel like that the fact that well I want let me back up just a little bit my stance is politically is that this is a surgical procedure it needs to be available as, as a safe regulated, surgical procedure otherwise women are going to do things to themselves and harm themselves in the process of trying to end the pregnancy and that bears out historically you know we've i remember the 70s i was just a kid but i remember the women around me talking and you know parents and my mother and her friends and you know everybody knew someone who'd had a back alley abortion Mm. and had lost relatives to such um you know so so that's one you know i i I think that it is important for women to have access to safe surgical procedures, and that's where I think you know as far as the government should be involved is to I like the fact that there is government regulation of healthcare care mm-hmm. so that we you can go into a doctor's office or a hospital and be pretty sure that you're going to be taken care of in sterile conditions. <laughs> Um, so, but you know, otherwise, you know, if you take that away, there's going to be consequences. Uh, if you're going to take it away, then there needs to be better community support for women and children than yeah. what we have.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. That, that we do need to um, support you know women if they if they are you know single mothers and and we can. Um, but I guess I, I feel like it's, I, I value women, and, and I value women's, um, in, in my mind, the unborn child <clears throat> holds just as much value a, as the woman. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's what's in my mind. So, as far as um, the government and, and getting involved, and if this child, it, if carrying this child to term, if the child is not, in my mind, the baby is being executed in this safe, Surgical procedure that that you know was regulated. A baby is being executed that has not done anything to merit such an action. And although I can I can absolutely see your point of um, just because I know, just because I know you I, I know where you're coming from I I know that you're compassionate and. You, you would help anybody you could. And if there was a mother that was scared and I can't do this by myself or um but what's in the forefront of my mind, what's in my forethought is the baby. Um and there there's a lot of talk too, like people say, Well, um, it's when the baby's born is when they get a soul or in, in my mind it's like the moment of conception I feel like everything else just builds up around that I don't think that um the good Lord's doing it like a like an assembly line or something like okay here's the ears let's go ahead and install the soul like I, I don't I don't I don't think that that's how it works I think um, as soon as that that new set of DNA as soon as that is is there hmm. that, that that there's a soul and I think at some point um These voices that can't be heard, these children's voices, just like um, the government's not going to allow me to give Knox a a fifth of liquor once a week um, because that's not in that child's best interest. I do feel like we abortion should be looked at as something extreme and just not common. And that's an, that's another reason why I was hoping that you would come and talk to me and educate me as far as like, do you do you know about like how many abortions happen in Kentucky? why so many people feel like it's a need? Um, and do you know like the regulations? like I'm not a hundred percent sure like is there is there a cutoff limit? Like, okay, this baby on the ultrasound, you know, hundreds of years ago that they didn't have, you know, babies smile. They they laugh. They cry in the womb. Knox, bless his heart, kept the hiccups. Like, they feel,
0: um, they sense
3: touch.
2: Um, yes. And and for us to just, I don't want us as a society to be calloused in out of sight, out of mind. And that happens a lot in American culture. If you can't see it, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Like our cell phone batteries and, you know, we're different things coming from different countries. Like, well, that's you know labor laws that we really need to look into there's a lot of stuff in american culture out of sight out of mind but we we do have the the ultrasounds and we do have the knowledge now that this isn't you know i i i was just curious what what are the laws Mm -hmm. now as far as like okay when this baby is getting ready to be born you can't You can't do an abortion? No. Okay.
1: (laughs) No. Okay. Um, And, and, you know, and that's one of the things that that I do get riled up about is this concept of a late-term abortion. There's no such thing. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. You said your babies were born prematurely, so they were right Mm -hmm. at that edge of the age of viability.
0: Yeah, 24 weeks. 24 weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I believe that's maybe a week or two off there, but right around in there, yeah.
1: When I first, uh, my first job out of nursing school was at the University of Kentucky Neonatal Intensive Care.
0: That's where they was.
1: And the, at that time, so that was 1984, Mm -hmm. 85. And at that time, we were so happy to be saving the preemies that were born at 28 weeks. Oh, yeah. So, so the technology has improved that much in in this amount of time. Um. As a general rule, traditionally in my lifetime, um abortions were conducted but up to sixteen weeks. Usually they liked it they didn't like it to be that long. Um it kind of backed up to about twelve weeks. And then during the Bevin administration, yeah. uh it's been um backed up to six weeks. So yeah. two weeks after a woman uh Misses her period. Mm-hmm. If she waits more than two weeks, she's she, she's not eligible. And, 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 that, and it's my understanding, I may be wrong, but it's my understanding, it's still... Well, I mean, in the state of Kentucky, there is no abortion available. There's none. There's no one that provides it, as far as I know. Planned Parenthood is not providing them in the state of Kentucky. The other organization, EMW, Physicians for Women in Louisville, um... <coughs> Has also been stopped.
0: Um, I was thinking it was. I, I may be. I, mean, uh, I Last know.
1: time I read, I and know. I may be wrong because uh, I, I haven't kept up with it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, you know, a few when I stopped working at Planned Parenthood, I, and I, um, I you know, I've kind of just not kept up with it. Yeah. Um. Well, my but it's my,
0: under- the <laughs> it's my
1: understanding that there is no abortion services. There are no services available in the state of Kentucky. The The language of the law does still have exceptions for rape incest, uh, uh, danger to the mother's life, that sort of thing. And the campaign against Cameron was focusing on that last little loophole. Um, you know... They're it saying says, that Cameron wanted to close that last little loophole. I don't know. I don't know.
0: It yeah. says right here that abortion is completely banned in the state of Kentucky mm-hmm. because of state law that has gone into effect. Right. It doesn't say when, but this other when, article says. When Roe says, v. Wade was, yeah. was overturned. Yeah. When Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, July 15th, 2022. Yeah. But it says you're more than capable of traveling outside of the state. What you mentioned right. earlier, right. you know, uh,
1: but yeah. not every woman is capable of, you know, not every woman has the resources yeah. to travel that far. You know, get the appointment, get the money, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, you know, within that two-week window. And that's yeah. only for a woman who has regular menstrual periods and knows that she's missed her period. Yeah. Not every woman has a 28-day cycle. Right. Some women have 35-day cycles. Well, sure. You know, some women have don't have regular cycles at all. Yeah, You know, so those are the women that... Are not being served
0: so would you would you agree with saying that if you are dead set on having an abortion you are you of the opinion that you, the process of abortion inside of a, a hospital is better than the alternative is that your mindset that's, I, that's I mean is that mindset. why you want Planned Parenthood to be a, a is that why you're pro-choice more than anything well, that you want to do it in a safe environment rather than
1: First of all I want to would like to way. say I don't like labels. And yeah. so I'm not going to stand here and say I'm pro choice because pro choice okay. means something to you and it means something to you and it well, might you know. So I really don't like labels.
0: Well, you can't um, really can't <laughs> r- really put a label on it to
1: be and, and, and 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 to me the labels is you know, it's it's easy to, to have the labels and put up that wall or put somebody in a box. Mm-hmm. And then if you've put them in a box, then you've dehumanized them, and it's easy to villainize them. That's true. and um And then that's where the divisiveness comes from. And to take it out a farther step, I—and I don't know if we should go there or, or not, but I think that in politics— Politicians like to use these sensitive subjects, Hmm. these that tend to divide people and keep us angry with each other. Because if we're angry with each other, and saying us yeah. versus them,
3: yeah,
1: and red versus white, you know, all this <laughs> stuff, then if we're at each other's throats and we're not working together as a community, then that gives the politicians more power.
0: Absolutely. That's I true. agree with you 100%. You know,
1: and so that's, that's where I'm at, is yeah. that I don't want people in Frankfurt or Washington making decisions about what I'm allowed to do. Now, Lori, I basically agree with you about when life starts— and the value of children and that yes it's 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 the death of a child. I have that same view and to mm-hmm. actually think about it is it, it bothers me a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I also know that women are gonna do it. They're gonna get, they're right. gonna get it. They're gonna do it, You're right. it whether it's available or not. You know, so you can lose one person or you can lose two. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. It's inevitable, so. You know, and and I
1: just, uh, you know, and, and we have our beliefs. It's from our upbringing, from our faith, whatever. Not everybody agrees with us. And in this country, we're... It's this country is supposed to include everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are people who who have other religions that their belief is that the soul enters the body at birth and not before. And I don't I don't agree with that personally. Mm -hmm. And I don't want the government to make that decision, because if they have that, if they make the decision, if you give the government the power to make that kind of determination, you know, if you, if you give the government the power to say um, you can't have an abortion, you're also giving them the power to say you have to have one. Yeah. You know, and and and, you know, talking about faith and belief, that's between the individual and God. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody else in putting themselves in that relationship. That's so, that's, that's my relationship
0: you, you know. talk about community and and support systems and stuff like that for for people that for women that get in these situations. Uh, I agree with you on that. there needs to be more support systems there needs to be more uh, influence from the community in helping in helping people cope with whatever type of situation that they get themselves in when it comes to pregnancy and stuff like that. I believe. That if people would do that, there would be no need for the talk of abortion. I agree. You could completely do away with the concept of aborting a baby if you had community support, Uh, women's groups, uh, some type of housing development or something like that for people that uh, single moms, you know, obviously there's single moms out there that needs help uh and whatever that may be so i i believe that you're absolutely right when you say there needs to be community support because if there was there would be no talk of abortion right. i believe that now uh you then you you talk about i mean nobody seems to bring up the morning after pill when they talk about stuff like that uh i i believe i'm talking saying this right you know when when a woman gets out here and something happens and she has sex with a man and she may think that something may come of that interaction, she takes the morning-after pill to keep her from becoming pregnant. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, you know, I, 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 uh, I don't think that has anything to do with I think they're completely different, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, There is no. Let me make sure. I'm. This is so, so such a weird thing. There's so many different opinions on it. I mean, hmm. I don't really know where I fall with that. To be honest with you, it's it's inevitably keeping you from getting pregnant. So. I mean, what's your thoughts on, on the morning after pill? I mean
1: I there's no a, pregnant
0: there's no fetus there. Right. What does the morning after pill do exactly in your opinion?
1: It alters the hormones in such a way that it protects it prevents the pregnancy from occurring.
0: Okay. Okay. What do you think about that, Lori?
2: I don't um the, the plan B, the morning after pill, um there's a lot of people that have a problem. With contraceptive, like they right. don't, they don't yeah. like birth control either. Right. I don't have, I don't, I don't have an issue um, with with birth control. I, I, so it's I, I a form
0: of contraceptive. Is that what? Is I'm trying to get a, the right understanding about it. Is it something that you can take after every sexual encounter?
1: We're putting Megan on the spot um, here because I'm trying to I'm not meaning to, but I'm
0: just, I, I really don't. It's, I'm, it's, uh, the
1: more you take it, if you take it, you know, if you're like, well, it, it no, it's not a contraceptive. It's not something, um, you know, okay, I had s- sex on Saturday night, Sunday morning, I'm going to take it. You know, Tuesday night, I have okay, sex Tuesday morning, I'm going to take it. It, it. The more you take it, the more you take it close together like that, the less, less effective it is.
0: I guess is what I'm trying to say is that I don't necessarily have a problem with the morning after pill. I was just comparing it to that to get a Mm -hmm. better Mm -hmm. general knowledge of it. Uh, And,
1: and, and, um, a significant number when I was working at Planned Parenthood, a significant number of the abortions that were performed by the office in Indiana that we were affiliated with, mm um, significant number of those services were the morning after pill if you want to call it that and not the dnc okay um not the surgical procedure okay and and another sorry no go another point i'd like to make everybody really focuses on planned parenthood um the um planned parenthood primarily provides women's services Primarily, 51% of the services provided by Planned Parenthood is STD testing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, 40, I'm not going to remember the numbers exactly right, but like 48% is the women's care, the cancer screening
3: yeah.
1: uh, and and contraceptives. Mm-hmm. Uh, only 4% of the total services provided by, by Planned Parenthood Corporation in this country, only 4% <coughs> is abortion services. Yeah you know of
2: really yes i'm i I, I didn't know that so the majority
0: of their work is not with abortion
1: not correct yeah correct mostly it's the general women's care most of my career has been in the health department system providing um cancer screening your pap smears your mammograms stuff um, you have to get done stuff stuff that every woman has to go through um and and then the contraceptives which it in most of the health departments in Kentucky at the time that I was working, uh, was the Title X program, federally funded. Yeah. Um, um, so we did not discuss abortion in the health department system in this state. Um, and during the Bevin administration, um, who effectively eliminated all access to abortion in the state, um, also he also did away with the women's health services in the health department. So all those cancer screening uh, services, all the contraceptive services, all the STD services, gone. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know.
2: That's odd that he would package them together.
1: Well, they weren't um, packaged together, but it was it was two things that happened under his administration. But yes, you know, so we were talking about, okay, abortion's a problem. How do we solve this problem? Well. You provide better access to contraception yes you yeah. know you provide better education um yeah. you know all those all those pieces um you know so so some of the problem i have the issues i have is with the people who are saying no abortion no contraception you know a- 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 and no accountability or responsibility is applied to the men you know mm-hmm. For every abortion that's done out there, there's a father involved.
0: Where is oh, he? Oh, absolutely. Is, I agree you know,
1: with you. Yeah. You know, so why is it all on the women?
0: Yeah. Uh, with that, I will say that I have known people in the past, men, that has gotten a woman pregnant, and they had no say in the decision to abort the baby. I don't agree with that at all. You know, uh, the I, I know three people, right off the top of my head that uh, got, uh, uh, pre- got a woman pregnant and didn't want to have the abortion, but the the, the lady did and mm-hmm. went through with it. Uh, that is in no way, shape, or form in my mind right. Never will be. I'll, I'll never agree with that. Just because of what you said, you know, it takes two. Uh, the The responsibility falls on the man, too. You can't get pregnant without a man. You know, I mean, unless you're, you know, I know there's uh, whatever you call that, uh, where they do it in a clinic and stuff like that. I can't remember they, what that's called. It has to be DNA uh, yeah, it's donated be, uh, from it's somewhere. It's got to be donated. <laughs> I know that, but I'm just yeah. saying, uh, you yeah. know.
1: But there's also just as many uh, girl, girls, women that go to. You know their boyfriend and say, "Oh man, I'm pregnant," and it's the guy that says, "Oh, absolutely." You know, yeah. Yeah, and I think in so ways. many situations, you've got these these women who are going, "Oh my God, this has happened. What do I do?" Mm-hmm. And if their male partners would say, "Oh, honey, that's wonderful. Let's get married. Let's let's have a family. This yeah, is great." there's a lot of deadbeat she guys would, out know, there. You know, she would turn around just like that. All she needs is to feel safe.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of deadbeat dads out there. <laughs> really so, but probably more deadbeat dads than they are deadbeat mothers, to be honest with you. I don't know. It seems like I see that more than I do uh, the female not wanting to be a parent. I see the, the male not wanting to be a parent more than anything. I don't know what that's about. Uh, it's crazy to me.
1: Well, I mean, they're probably scared, too, thinking of, especially of young young men that, mm. you know, oh, here's this huge responsibility. I don't have a job. What am I going to do? I think yeah. I think men actually go through a lot of psychological changes mm-hmm. when they're facing that kind of situation, and and those needs are also not being met. Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: that's true. I don't know. It's a very touchy subject. For every for everything that you can say in favor of abortion, there's always something to say. Uh, you know in reverse of that Mm -hmm. and and vice versa i don't know that anybody will ever come to a real agreement on the subject i don't foresee that happening but i know that you know when you think of abortion or talk about abortion i always automatically think of adoption
3: Mm -hmm.
0: why have an abortion when you haven't the option of giving it up for adoption. You know, I don't see, I don't see why there is a need for abortion. When you, I have got thousands of parents out there that wants a child that is incapable of having one. But I also understand that the adoption process is lengthy. It's expensive. It's crazy because me and my wife have actually looked into it. And I know several people that has actually went, followed through and went through the entire process and it cost them a hundred, some thousand dollars. Yeah. Several. I know one gentleman. Uh, they adopted a, a, a. Forgive me if I'm wrong. If you if you're listening to this, I think he's a Japanese child. They had to take I think four trips to Japan, to meet the with the family and stuff like that. I I don't have any idea what that costed, mm-hmm. and that's not even the the utmost. You know, that's not the main. Uh, Dollar amount that it right. costed them. You know, they was out a hundred and some thousand dollars to adopt this child, and I it shouldn't be that way. Right. I think you should go through an extensive interview process, a background check, and all this, and go back from when you was a child to up until now, and your extended family, just to make sure this child is going to a, a good home. But I don't think it ought to cost you your entire, you know, the financial stance to do it. Right. You know, but uh, I do think that as long as abortion is available I, or uh, uh, adoption is available, I don't see the need for abortion.
1: And my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I don't. Um, and I was also went through uh, a period in my life where my husband and I were looking into adoption, mm-hmm. um, and it was prohibitive. Um, yeah. And. Um, once again, you have government regulations that are making it prohibitive. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so so. My opinion about abortion in politics is that politicians are using abortion to keep us divided from one another. I agree, okay. and and the the adoption piece is part of that.
0: Okay, you the,
1: and that I you know. Yeah. A little I paranoid think, sounding, but I, think you know, I don't have facts. I think the government is
0: the root of think, all evil. I really <laughs> I think, do. I think you're right. Just like
2: I had no idea that there's no abortions at all taking place in Kentucky. They haven't yeah. been for that's, for that,
1: decades. That, that that's or, Well, not decades. I'm sorry. I'm I think there's maybe
0: a reason why we thought there was is because you hear about people having abortions, but they don't talk about going out of the state to have it done. Right. That's probably why.
2: Right. Well, I I only know of one person that that's you know that that's t- told me that, that that they've had an abortion before, but I didn't mm-hmm. go into that. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those things. Like, yeah, I love her anyway, but mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't want I didn't want to hear right. I, I didn't want to hear about it. Right. Like, I you know you I'm, I'm so sorry that you did that and. I yeah. love you anyway, but I, I don't want to know where you went or what you did or what happened or anything else. Yeah. You're very right
0: just, about that. I'm sorry, Laura, go ahead.
2: And I just, you know, kind of put a put a wall up and I haven't looked into this. You know, when we were talking about doing this and again, I'm so thankful that you came to 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 talk with me and have this discussion. It's not really been an argument or a debate, but just a discussion to to try and help educate me and others that are listening in why abortion took such a huge role in the governor race if abortions aren't happening here anyway then right like you yeah. were exactly. saying the government is just kind of toying with mm-hmm. us like regardless of what what standpoint <laughs> you have on the subject yeah we're we're all getting played like, exactly um,
0: not just in abortions right they're well, playing us in every way that they can yes yes but you're very right uh uh <laughs> You, you, uh, the government, as long as they have us bickering back and forth, they can do whatever they want exactly. to do, exactly. You know, uh, ultimately, I feel like that there's always going to be two opinions on this subject. Always, there's not apparently abortions happening in Kentucky, people in Kentucky are having them, but not in the state of Kentucky, not right now,
3: yeah.
0: So, when it comes right down to it. Whether it's wrong, whether it's right, if you're out there and you have an abortion or if you have to have an abortion or whatever, you'll have to answer for it in one way or another, and you know whether it's whether God feels you' done the right thing, whether you was justified or not, you know it's none of my business to make that call. It's none of nobody's business to tell you what well, you did that. You're going to burn for that. It's not my place to do that, or you was justified in that. I have no say in that. All I can control is what I do, you right, know, and exactly. the situations that happens to me. Now, will my opinion ever change on abortion? No, I can't imagine ever having even been told that I have that option with my children. And my children didn't have a good chance of surviving 50-50, they told us, for both of our children. And like I said earlier, they was going to... Sub- You know they were going to be deaf, they were going to be blind, they were going to have kidney function problems their entire life. We were told uh, in the NICU we're going to they perform tests on them where they collected their diapers and sent them off and stuff like that for I can't remember the specifics of it, but uh, they were going to have all these issues. And I know that there are women out there that probably are really scared of having a child that has any type of mental problems or any type of problems whatsoever and there's probably women and men out there I I, I need to say men and women when I say this uh, but that aren't capable uh, of, of taking care of a child that has whatever wrong with it that's where community support comes in mm-hmm. we need to have more of that uh, but ultimately People have rights in this country. You have freedoms in this country. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I believe you use them freedoms and those rights for good or evil or bad or whatever you want to say, that's 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 up to you to, to make that decision.
1: Right. And it's, you know, when I went to work for Planned Parenthood, um, when <clears throat> the Lord called me to go work at Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. I screamed and cried and begged, God, don't make me do this. Yeah. Even though I support the fact that they're there and provide the service i didn't want to be part of it yeah you know but you know i followed through stuck with it for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and in that period of time i only spoke to maybe three women that came in asking for that kind of information and i don't recall I I may not be remembering clearly, but my memory is that I gave them the information. We talked, and they went home to make their decision. That they didn't say, they didn't ask me to go ahead and call and make the appointment for them. That they yeah. went home to think. Yeah. Now I wasn't the only person providing the education in that office. Mm-hmm. There were there are other providers there, and I don't know what their experiences were. But in two years, I only spoke to three women yeah. that were seeking that service. Wow. So so yeah, that, it's not that, that common. Yeah, that, I don't that's, believe it is I, either. Well, I did. I was
2: like, it was like every other. You know what I'm saying? Like Knox watching YouTube, like kindly can and stuff. It was every yeah. half an hour. Mm-hmm. There was this, you know, Cameron commercial. Like he's too extreme, rape and incest. And I'll just tell you, I was like, what is going on up north? With all these rapes and incest. What is happening? Yeah. Why is this such? Why is this such? Um, a. Uh, uh, a concern, you know, for yeah. for all these people of Kentucky, but apparently it was, but I don't think anybody should get like browbeat like if somebody's listening to this and and hearing me say like I do not want that convenient. I do not want that, you know, um I I don't think anybody should judge anybody else for any sin that they have committed. And in my mind that's what that is. It is a sin. Abortion is a sin, but mm-hmm. God, Jesus hung on the cross for for that mother, the same as He did for me, the Wait. same as He did for anybody else. And that that's that, that's not my goal is to make somebody feel bad about their self for a decision they felt like they had to make. You know, I'm not their judge. I'm not their jury. Um, but just to stand on what what I think is is right. Yeah. And I'm I'm so thankful again that you came and t- had this discussion and, and educated me like I said I thought people's having abortions left and right and I tore all the pieces. I yeah. was like, "Oh my goodness, like what is what is happening?" And yeah. and it turns out that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking like people like to term. No. You know, and 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 just all this horrific stuff. Yeah. And like I said, I I yeah. didn't even look into it. I, di- I didn't even go there. I didn't even look into it, and I, I, I don't discuss it with people that, that have a different opinion than me just because I'm afraid of an argument or a conflict, and, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm so thankful that you came and, 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 and we did this.
1: Well, I, yeah. I, and like I said before, I'm honored that, that you wanted to have this discussion with me.
0: Yeah. It's really good to it's really good to uh be able to get with a group of folks however small or large the group is and just talk about things because you can only learn from it. It's it's good all the way around to to be able to sit down with level-headed people and have a civil discussion about anything and everything coming and going. The ultimate evil in this is the government. I feel like <laughs> they have got people so mixed up. And so tied up in their own thoughts and their own opinions, and I'm guilty of it, too. And I pride myself on trying to be up to speed on most things, and I failed on this one. Uh, Does that mean my opinion has changed? Absolutely not. It never will. But I can't stand the thought of the government pulling a fast one on me. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't stand it because they absolutely pride themselves and bank on the fact that we're too preoccupied with ourselves and our own opinions to see what's really going on. Exactly. They really do. Uh-huh. The government is so evil. <laughs> <coughs> and I'm not talking about this just because of who's in the office. I'd say this if three Donald Trumps was president. The government is evil. They really are. They, they want us caught up in our own minds
1: and that's that's because I do the same thing the government the government you know when you talk with individuals who actually work in the government I worked in the health department system I was in Frankfurt several times the you know people that manage the women's health programs the nicest people you ever met people who are like me they want to take care of Mm -hmm. their communities yeah you know but for some reason and I don't understand where the disconnect happens you know, you've got individuals whose hearts are in the right place. Yeah. But yet somehow the higher you go up on that pyramid, the more disconnected they are from the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it's, it's a tough one.
0: Now, you said that you were, were called to do this line of work and that you didn't originally want to. Right.
1: Well, my original calling happened when I was a child. Okay. Of course as a child I didn't realize that's what it was but I knew at the age of 7 that I was going to be a midwife when I grew up. Okay. And I pursued that all my life. Okay. Um and it wasn't until I was an adult and um you know that I realized oh you know this conviction that I experienced even in childhood that's that's what a calling is. Uh-huh. And um uh you know so so I have and and as an adult I um had a salvation experience mm-hmm. and s- invested you know, spent many years. Um, I like a phrase that I learned from Ralph Markham from mm-hmm. Sandgap. You knew Ralph? Yeah. He, he, would, he would say, uh, living at the foot of the cross. I yeah. invested several years trying to live at the mm-hmm. foot of the cross. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, so I have a relationship. I have my personal relationship with Jesus and with God, and but it's personal. Yeah. you know, and I don't want anybody else in there, especially not, you know, some government agency <laughs> dictating yeah. what I can and cannot do. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that that's that's private. Yeah, and and I've done lots of things wrong in my life, and Everybody the Lord has. deals with me. Everybody, and has. you know, and when it came to that, you know, point where. You know, I realized that I was being directed to to this, mm-hmm. and I, I resisted it. But you know, sometimes we are called to the work in the trenches, on the front oh, line. And nice. I tell you what, I lost almost every friend I had.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People turned their backs on, back on me. Didn't even ask me, you know, what's going on.
2: Well, well, I'll 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 tell you. Whenever you were were, I hope that this is okay that I disclose this. But you came to me for a massage. And you sent me the message and you said, Lori, if you're comfortable working on me, I'm, I'm working at, Plan, at Planned Parenthood now. And that's the, that, you know, me talking about that little nugget of truth that shattered that, that wall that I had built up. Everybody that worked at Planned Parenthood was evil, horrible people, goblins. That kernel of truth shattered that entire wall that I had put up. I knew you weren't evil. I, I knew you were a good person. I knew that you you were a mother and you were a midwife and, you know, a, just a wonderful person. And I, I consider it, I'm blessed that God seemed fit to put you in my life. I, I'm San blessed course. for that. And I hate that, that you lost so many, you know, um, friends and things to that. But it was that knowledge, finding out that you worked there, that I was like, then they're all not evil, and mm-hmm. um, th- and that. But I'll be honest; I'm still completely narrow-minded as far as like looking into things, and I just I, I don't. And and it's it's a lot of that is because, in, in my mind, I I know I'm right that abortion shouldn't happen in, in my mind, and I just haven't bothered looking. Up any facts, you know I've lost sleep at night, thinking that millions of ba- thousands of babies are being killed in Kentucky, and if we hadn't had this discussion, I would have still thought that
1: but i I hate that you've um lost friends and um and so i I stopped working there in 2017, and I haven't been able to work in my field since, and part of that, I think is just because of my age. people don't want to hire an old woman. But I think the other thing is they look at my resume and see that on there, and they say, "No, we're not, we're not touching her." Really? That's my. I mean, I have no proof of that, but yeah, that's yeah. my suspicion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was. It's been tough, you mm-hmm. know, to to do what I'm convinced the Lord wanted me to do, and then to suffer for it. You
0: know? Yeah, that's. But that'd be tough to take. Yeah. yeah, for something that you wholeheartedly feel that you're supposed to be doing in in, in any situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, know. you
1: know. But it's yeah. You know, I mean, it comes down to you know, I'm working with people. You know, my my favorite job in the world was when I was a labor and delivery nurse. You yeah. know, because I you know I got to to support women through a time when they're suffering, mm-hmm. get them through that, and then have a happy ending most of the time. Yeah. Um. Mm. You know, and then you know the women's care, uh, and the health departments. You know, also it's you know not as much. Suffering, but, you know, you know, educate women, be gentle with them at a time when they're scared, you know, help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, working at Planned Parenthood was basically just like, I did the same thing that I did in the health departments. Yeah. You know, it was just a, a different clinic, uh, you know.
2: Devoted to women's care.
1: Yeah. And, and, and sexual health. I mean, we took care of a lot of men. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Men
1: come in for STD testing. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that, Megan. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Wow, more than half of their services are <coughs> STD testing, and a lot of that's for men. Where yeah. men? Where else do men go? I don't even know where men go for that kind of thing. I don't, I don't either.
3: I just,
2: <laughs> they, I just thought they went to the health department or something. <laughs> Family well, doctor. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I know now. Yeah.
2: Thank yeah. you, Megan. I know now. I didn't. I didn't know that before.
1: And and you know one thing I, I've wanted to say, um, just is just a little tidbit. You know, we think in terms of. The teen mothers the accidental pregnancies the the drug addicted women poor women you know women who are victims um but when i first started uh practicing as a midwife an advanced practice nurse i was in a private practice in a small town in kentucky Mm -hmm. um very rural very conservative area um and I was not prepared for the number of women that came into the office asking me to help them get an abortion. Women who are white, educated, middle class, mm-hmm. mothers, married, coming in and asking for abortions. So it's not just the marginalized women that are looking for this Oh, service. absolutely not. You know, it's the the last people in the world that I expected. Yeah. Women who had you know, comfort, support and comfortable lifestyles. But, you know, I, you know, they would look at me and say, I've already got five children. One more, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. You know, so in some respect, for some reason, these women are not getting the support they need Yeah. from their families or their churches, yeah. their communities, whatever. They're, you know, stressed to the point where they feel desperate and they're seeking this service. You know, so it's not just the marginalized women that are,
0: yeah, Seeing it's, it as a need. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it uh, affects just one, one demographic. Type, one yeah. demographic. It, it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think that there's very uh, there's a certain type of person out there that sees this as just an out. It just look at, looks at it as oh uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get me an abortion so and I it, can go do it all over again. Right, They're, they they are there, and they are there. There's men out there that. Uh, Go out here and uh, get women pregnant and pay for their abortions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, yeah. it takes all kinds of people to do this. It affects every type of person, every demographic, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I think of abortion, I think of uh, Jack Kevorkian. You know, he uh, believed in the right to die. Mm hmm. And he went to prison or sentenced to prison over it. I don't know if he died. I think he died in jail or in a hospital. But he was a a proponent of of terminally ill people or just, I don't know the specifics, uh, if he had a certain criteria they had to meet or whatever. But he believed in the right to die, the right to end your own life. I don't agree with that either. You know, uh, it's kind of kind of the same in some instances it could be looked at as kind of the same type of argument with abortion because you know you could have a terminally ill person that's going through a lot of pain a lot of agony and stuff like that uh just want prefer to end their life you know or whatever uh i know that that uh, still does happen in a different way is uh what's it called uh a D O R, do not or D N R, do yeah. not resuscitate. You know, if somebody's on a machine, you know, they already know. Hey, if I'm on this machine, unplug me, let me go. You know, I, I don't think Jacob of working was right. I don't think abortion is right. So it's just a matter I, of opinion, really. I guess. Well, for and everybody. I to-
1: totally support your right to have that opinion. Well, I know you do. And 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 we'll fight for your right. Yeah. Um. And it's it's your decision, not somebody else's. Yeah, you know.
0: So you're just a a, 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 at the end of the day, you're just a proponent of pro-choice, not pro-abortion. Pro-choice. Being uh, able uh, to do what you want to do.
2: I I think Megan. I have the government to to state.
1: To stay out of it. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, don't and, make
0: the decision for me. You know, I, I, handle I want my life. You
1: know, I, I just, like I said, I don't want to say that I don't want to put a label on me yeah. because people have different ideas of what that label means. Yeah. Um, I think that if you don't have any access to a medical procedure done under sterile conditions, mm. then women are going to harm themselves out of desperation. And I think that is a disservice, you know. I think that that kind of service needs to be there for the women who are going to do it regardless, and better adoption, mm-hmm. uh, facil you know situations, better situations for women to go to if they find themselves pregnant and alone and without resources. Um, there used to be the Florence Crittenden Home in in Lexington where mm-hmm. where the teen mothers would go and they would, you know have have a place to live and get get continue their education and have some supervision and yeah. to be taught parenting classes and get hooked into social services we need better social services you need better access to uh, contraception yeah. you need more boys to be educated about contraception yeah uh you know let's raise our boys a little bit better yeah. you know because to me the bottom line is that the young girls and women are being totally disrespected. You know, they just want to be loved. Yeah. You know, they're giving everything they got because they think they're going to be loved Mm -hmm. and have someone to love and, you know, get a rude surprise in return. Yeah. You know. Um,
0: Is there uh, still a a such thing as, I don't know if this is the right name for them, those, the baby boxes where a mother can put their child like in a a firehouse, maybe, and it'll be... Uh, is that still an option?
1: They, they're, they are around, but I don't know where. I read an article very I recently. I don't know either. Um, they're not utilized very much, and I don't know if we have any in Kentucky.
0: I don't know either. I need to find that's, that
1: out. Yeah, that's something to look into. But yeah. something like that, some I think they need to be in schools. Baby boxes should be in schools. That's a good idea. And I was so proud, um, and I don't remember where it was, but some high schools have daycares, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the teen mom is not such a stigma now as it used to be. Yeah. you know the the you know or a sing, you know a single mom or a teen mom it's kind of like if people have finally accepted that well, wow, sex happens babies happen yeah um let's do a better job of taking care of our young girls that mm. made a mistake you know
0: yeah ultimately i think that's where the where the if you want to call it a problem or an issue or whatever i think that's how to get to a point where you don't need the topic of abortion right you have to have that support system right so if if you don't want to have the issue of debating on abortion create better support systems and community services for these single women or uh, couples that go out here and uh, get pregnant for however you know whatever happens to them just to help them out mm-hmm it's a it's a very touchy subject there's a, there's always going to be two opinions on it i feel like
1: like i say i think there's more than two opinions i think oh yeah there's you hundreds. know it's, it's, you know <laughs> because hundreds. you say it's only two then there's that division again yeah, yeah. And i think that there's a health care need yeah that needs to be addressed so
0: yeah well anything else
3: i think just
2: is- just thank you megan so much for for coming and agreeing to
1: to do this yeah well, I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me and um, for being such a good friend. You're, you're a
2: good friend too. Thank you, Megan, and thank you, Danny, for doing this on your platform, for hosting
1: us. You're welcome. Oh, hopefully,
2: people here, like like Megan was saying, you know, two sides of it. If if someone is um, on the, on the end towards you know pro-choice and has never bothered to listen to somebody that's You know got my point of view maybe they'll take the time to to listen to this and Mm -hmm. vice versa i I think there's a lot of people that are just like me Mm -hmm. you just put a wall up and you don't look at it that side bad i'm not i'm not i'm not talking i'm not looking i'm not and Mm -hmm. that that's not accomplishing anything that's not that's not it's still an issue right you know it's not solving any problems at all no it's not yeah
0: no Ultimately, everybody's gonna have have their opinions on on everything in the world. Everybody that knows me knows I've got an opinion on pretty much everything <laughs> coming and going. Uh, at the end of the day, it's not nobody's place to judge anybody about any decision they make, whether they feel it's good, bad, or indifferent. One of these days, they'll have they'll 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 answer for whatever decisions they made in life, and that's the only decision that matters, uh, in my opinion. So. And that's all I have to say. I appreciate y'all coming. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank y'all you. have a good one. Stay tuned next time, people. Have a good one. up your engines and accelerate towards economic growth, introducing Backroads of Appalachia, the groundbreaking initiative that fuels economic development through motorsports. Motorsports has long been more than just a thrilling spectacle. It's a dynamic platform that ignites growth in local economies, creates jobs, and transforms communities. When we invest in motorsports, we invest in innovation. The quest for speed pushes boundaries leading to cutting edge technologies that find applications in various industries, from automotive to aerospace. But that's not all. Backroads of Appalachia generates tremendous employment opportunities, from skilled mechanics to marketing specialists. We're revving up job creation for people from all walks of life. And let's not forget the fans. Motorsports events draw crowds from all over, injecting a surge of tourism into local businesses, hotels, and restaurants. And shops thrive as visitors gather to witness the exhilaration of the track. Hosting motorsports events puts your city on the map. It elevates your community to the global stage, attracting international audiences and investors eager to be part of the excitement. But Backroads of Appalachia doesn't just cater to established businesses. It nurtures the aspirations of future generations, too. We inspire young minds to pursue careers in STEM fields and motorsports, paving the way for a brighter, more technologically advanced tomorrow. Join the Backroads of Appalachia movement today and experience the engine of economic development roar into your community.